time for the Liz Calloway Show. You asked for it, and we got it. Now, 6 to 10 weekday mornings. Always local. Always live. Always right. Here's Liz and Nick on Talk 94.5. It is 9.06 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers on this Tuesday morning. I know it feels like a Monday, but we need to wake up and get back to work. And uh, that's exactly what we're doing next here with Angie Knight. Time to drop the gavel. It's Legal Talk with Angie Knight from the Grand Strand Law Group on the Liz Calloway Show. Talk 94.5. That's right, and she's uh, joining us live in here. Good morning, Miss Angie Knight of the Grand Strand Law Group. Good morning. How are y'all today? Is this her song? This is her song. Until she changes it. She, every once in a while, you'll come in. I'm in the mood for this today. And when Angie says it, I listen. Next time, I think we should go with some Pearl Jam. You got it. I'm feeling some Pearl Jam. Okay. Yeah. Right. He played a song from Prong. Did you ever hear of that? Yeah. Prong. What about Primus? Do you like Primus? Uh, Primus. I love Primus. That guy is like out of his mind on yeah. the bass. Oh, yeah. He once auditioned for Metallica when they lost their original bass player. Uh-huh. And the guys in Metallica said, you're too good for us. No. No. Really? You're just way too good for us. Yeah. And they had a laugh about it, but he was just like wow. too, too progressive. He's like mm-hmm. insanely good. Wow. Can't wait to hear that. All right, Angie Knight of the Grand Strand Law Group. You can go to grandstrandlawgroup.com to get more information. You can also text us at 843-798-TALK, 798-8255 to uh, ask some questions regarding real estate, estate planning, probate, business law, and personal injury law. Okay, Miss Angie Knight, um, let's talk a little bit about probate. Okay. Um, Because... A lot of people, I mean, God forbid someone close to you passes away, you're so stressed out and so many things lead up to that moment. Um, and uh, really, they don't know what to do first, usually. Well, I would say the first thing is you should get an idea of what assets that person had, which mm-hmm. you probably have an idea if they're right. your loved one, right? Yes. Um, and uh, and gather those together, get as much information as you can, and probably go see an attorney. Because the first thing you need to determine is whether or not you need to go through the probate process. The answer is probably yes. Um you know, depending upon the situation. But that's our first thing we got to figure out is do we have to go through probate? And it depends on the type of assets that that your loved one had. Mm -hmm. If they are assets that, for instance, let's say your dad passed away before and now your mom passed, then there's probably a house that has to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. Then that is a probate asset at that point. Um, if, If it's, you know, the first of a couple to go, they may own everything jointly. So maybe there's not probate that needs to be done. That's right. Depends on the situation. Yeah. And of course, then you get blended families and all sorts of stuff. Um, Now, how do you find the will? Mm, Good question. So in South Carolina, we don't record them. A lot of folks from out of state ask about recording their wills when they come to see me. And I'm like, nope, we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's probably going to be in a fireproof safe in their home or possibly in a, uh, you know, a safe deposit box um, at the at the bank. Now, that poses a problem. Unless you have access to that safe deposit box, if you don't have access to it, then there's some steps we have to take to get you access to it first. Wow. Now, 
Um, I'm just wondering, uh, what, how do you know if the will, if you're from a state that records the will, like, how do you know that? Are, is that something you know, like I have a list or something? I don't have a list of states that do and states that don't, actually. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about it. Yeah. I just know that we don't. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering. Okay, so now, um, you know, you call your attorney, and let's say now they have a home, they have belongings. What do you do next? Well, we have to go through the probate process, and so we would apply for them to be appointed if they're the person in the will or if there is no will, right? We would apply for the uh, will to be probated if there is one and for the person, the closest relative or the person named in the will to be appointed as the personal representative. Mm -hmm. Once we get that back from the court, then you can use that document to go and find out more information because until you have that, nobody's really going to want to tell you anything. Okay. So. So what if there is a house to sell and it was in that person's name, of course, how do you handle that? I mean, um, you know, some people have the house in a trust. I just was talking to someone that had gone to you and said, I listened, took your advice and I got a, you know, uh, we put my mother's home in a real uh-huh. estate trust. So um, what are, are there, are there different procedures for that if they just own the house themselves or if there is, um, you know, maybe debts to pay, a mortgage? How does this all work? It's There's a lot of working parts to mm-hmm. it. First of all, it depends on whether or not there's a will or not. If there's If there's no will... If there is a will or if there's a trust, if the property's in a trust. So first we got to determine how the property was owned um, and whether or not they have a document such as a will or a trust that disposes of that property and what the document says. Okay. Um, once we've figured out that, then we kind of know the steps. If there is no will, then we're going to have to uh, petition to... Uh, get someone appointed, and then we're going to have to do a petition to sell real property. Mm -hmm. Because without the will, the will is what typically gives the authority for the personal representative to sell the real property. Mm -hmm. Without one of those, then we have to ask the court permission. Okay. Um, And so sometimes if the will doesn't particularly give, specifically give authority to sell, we may have to have a petition to sell real property in that situation, too. What did they expect you to do? I mean, it's if the will does not say you have the authority to sell real property, then you don't have it. Yeah. That's why it's so important. Like, that's (laughs) why. That seems like a silly thing to miss in your will. It's so important to see an attorney about drafting these things because I just saw one the other day. It was clearly done on the computer. Um, I'm not even certain if they used a program. Um, it looks like maybe they used, you know, those Office Depot forms. Mm-hmm. And there's just so much missing. Um, it's unfortunate because that just means it's going to cost more money to do what needs to be done. I mean, I can probate this will. It was okay in that regard, but it's going to cost more money to take care of everything. What are some of the loopholes that people can avoid um, that you can think of that you've seen people get snagged up on when it comes time to deal with this type of thing? So in the probate process, there are several things and situations where people can waive their rights. Mm -hmm. So let's say there's not a will and you've got you and your two brothers and uh, mom's passed, right? Then you and your two brothers have the authority. All three of you have the same authority to be the personal representative. But you can one of the two of you can waive your right to be PR and the other one can take care of it. That's one way to save money um, that people don't know about. Um, another way to save money and time is in the end, there's things like the accounting and the final documents and things like this nature that are typically sent to the, to the other beneficiaries, but those beneficiaries can waive their right to have received the accounting and things like that. So if you have a family that's very close and you've stayed informed about what mom had, 
-hmm. maybe it won't be necessary for everybody to see the accounting or maybe you can do sort of an informal accounting and say here's the here's the checkbook from mm -hmm. the estate here's what all right. we had to pay um and so then you can avoid doing paying an attorney right to do those documents um and 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 the time that it takes and the the effort that it takes to do those it's a good bit of time to do a, a proper accounting so when someone and we're speaking with Angie Knight of the Grand Strand Law Group when so when someone passes away you know what time period are we looking at? You know, it's a very difficult time. Maybe a week goes by and, you know, everybody kind of goes back to their usual life. So the code actually says that the, you have 30 days to file the will. Okay. So you should file the will. Really, you should come to an attorney and let us not just file the will, but start probate for you. Okay. Um, but but they do have a thirty day time frame when they want you to get that started, mm -hmm. and then um, it usually takes about a year to mm -hmm. finish the entire process if you go through probate. All right. So now there's a lot of cases where um, people relocate down here. And they may have uh, an, a parent living in another state like me. And let's say that person, you get that person to move down with you. And now they're living here, but their their will is from another state. So our code actually says that if your will is from another state, if it was properly executed in that state, then we will accept it here. Mm -hmm. A lot of folks don't talk about that. I tell everybody, let us look at it. It's probably okay. Mm -hmm. There may be things like the authority to sell real property yeah. that isn't in your out-of-state will. So maybe we might want to do a new one. Mm -hmm. Maybe we may just want to do a codicil or an amendment to your will okay. to address that. So we want to look at everybody's will. It may still be valid. And we do free consults. So it mm. doesn't hurt to bring your will in, bring all your documents in. Let us take a look at them. We'll discuss with you what's good and what's bad and what you may or may not want to change. You make the decision. And, uh, and we go from there. So does the probate have to be done where the person died? Or would you then have to go back to a New York probate lawyer if that person is originally from New York? So wherever they reside. So the okay. full probate process is going to be wherever they reside at the time of their passing. Okay. So if they're living here, we would do full probate here. Mm -hmm. But if they still own property in New York, right, we would have to do what's called an ancillary estate up in New York probably mm -hmm. and deal with any property up there. So, okay. So that's one reason. That's an, another good reason to do a trust. Mm -hmm. If you have property here and in another state, that's a great reason to think about doing a trust because then we don't have to do two probates. <laughs> interesting. Okay. Well, that's really interesting because a lot. Of, I think a lot of people are leaning towards doing a trust lately. A lot of people are learning about it. But, you know, some people are afraid because it is giving up ownership of your home. No. It depends on how you do it. Okay. There's revocable and irrevocable. If you do a revocable trust and you are the trustor and the trustee, then you still have full control over everything. Okay. If you do an irrevocable trust, then you don't have control. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. And why would you do one over the other? I, well, so irrevocable is going to give you that, um, that security and safety from if you ever needed to get Medicaid, Medicare, that sort of stuff, then they can't come back. And there's a look back period with that, right? Yes. Five year look back right. period. Um, so if it's like a shelter. If from you've that. given that asset away within that look back period or before that look back period, then it's as if you don't own it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have control over it and you don't own it, then they can't count it against you when they're determining whether or not you need assistance. And that's the irrevocable trust? Correct. Okay. But the bad thing is, is you don't have control. That Yeah. Right. right. So you got to kind of choose 
choose one bad over the other bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I personally, I do a ton of revocable, meaning we maintain control. I do a lot of those. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of those trusts. Yeah. It's just that, you know, it depends on where you are in your life yeah. and your health and, and you know, what you're capable of doing right now. Because a lot of people, it becomes very difficult for them to just pay their bills mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Yes. You know? And you got to, we've got to determine and consider all those things. And, you know, it's ultimately, it's your decision. What do you feel comfortable with? Right. You know, and, you know, not all options that we have are good options. Sometimes mm-hmm. we have to choose the better of the of the two, right. even though maybe they're not our favorites. <laughs> um, but, you know, some people uh, put, you know, saving and uh, saving on taxes higher. Some people put leaving their loved one's assets higher. It's just what's important to you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it is uh, 919 on the Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers. Do we have any uh, questions or comments on our text line? We do. We have actually a couple of questions. All One right. comment. This is from Lee. Said, met Angie last Wednesday when my mom signed uh, the trust paperwork. Great experience working with Grand Strand Law Group. Woohoo! Yay. So there you go. Nice. That was a nice positive one. Yeah. All right. Here we go with the questions. I purchased a home fall of 2020. Recently found water damage that was obviously just covered over by the previous owner and had not been caught by the company doing the home inspection. Do I have any legal action against either of those parties? Well, I would say probably not. Um, okay. You know, at, you could look at the seller's disclosure, but I think there's probably a time limit on that. 2020, we're in 2023. Um, you probably surpassed the statute of limitations, mm-hmm. three years typically. And real estate agents, I mean, uh, real estate inspectors do not they open don't, walls. Yeah, they so don't do that. that, that per, they, right. they say that there's, up front. They there's don't. definitely no recourse against the inspector. No. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if the seller lied on their disclosure, but you'd have to prove that. You have no way of proving that right now, mm-hmm. you know, um, then you might have recourse against the seller. Maybe but they it's didn't just, know. It's that there so was more unlikely. damage. It's so unlikely to be successful in that sort of mm-hmm. endeavor. Okay. Uh, cost of a will is why some folks don't have a will. This is the text. Mm-hmm. What is the basic cost of getting a will? So I think right now our fees for give, getting a will, a plain regular will, right? Which our regular wills are pretty in-depth, <laughs> mind mm-hmm. you. They're, yeah. they're not simple in any in any way. About 450 Okay. And that's for the will, you know, mm-hmm. each. So if there's two of you, it can get kind of expensive. Yeah. I understand that. You know, um, I think that our prices are very reasonable and, and sort of par for the course around our area. Mm-hmm. There are very few attorneys in our area that make it a huge expensive. Like we're not anywhere near the New York levels, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, now, if you talk about a trust, you're getting on up there. Um, but then even that, though, when you compare us to people up north, our trusts are still mm-hmm. less expensive. Yeah. I mean, anytime you're doing any type of documentation like that, even like a conservatorship mm-hmm. or anything like that, or it it those documents cost a lot of money to... They've taken a lot of time to, to perfect, to right? Yeah, they sure <laughs> so, do. So, yeah, Absolutely. you know, it and it depends on your circumstances. And mm-hmm. we suggest people come see us. It is a free consult. And then maybe we decide what's the most important thing for you to do. Maybe the will is not the most important for you right now. Mm. Yeah. So. And sometimes, they're, like you said, when you have a trust, it's not even in the will. Right. It's bypassing the will. Right. But it doesn't bypass probate. Yes. If it's in a trust, it doesn't have to go through probate. Either trust? Either trust. The revocable and irrevocable. Okay. Last question. Uh, how long does this process take and will the payments be made to keep like a house mortgage up to date? So let's say there's a house involved. 
But payments probate. still have to be made while all this uh-huh. is going through. Uh-huh. So so when you're in probate and there's a house involved, right, they get appointed, somebody has to be paying that mortgage, right? Hopefully the estate, meaning the decedent's bank account, mm-hmm. right, yeah. has money in it to pay an up, uh, you know, that mortgage as the time goes until, they're, until they can sell it. Mm-hmm. If they don't have the funds in the estate in their bank account to be able to pay that mortgage, then if, you know, somebody, typically the PR, you know, will, or somebody in the family will up, will front that money to keep the mortgage going. Mm-hmm. Somebody had an answer to an earlier question mm-hmm. about uh, how much does it cost to get a will. This person said, hey, it's cheaper and easier than going through probate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so, a good point. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you know, if, if you have a will, it makes probate much simpler. If you have a trust, it's, you know, yes, trusts are more expensive, but you don't have to go through probate. Mm-hmm. And it's cheaper and easier. Yeah. So. And can you avoid some tax implications that way, too? Not really. Not You're really. going to pay taxes no matter okay. what, Liz. You <laughs> ought to know that by now. You always pay oh, the tax. Oh, I know. It's true. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have any more questions, and basically what you need is a personal consultation, you can uh, give Angie Knight's office a call, 843-492-5422, or go online and check them out at grandstrandlawgroup.com. They have an estate planning tab at the top. You can click on that and download the planning form and get started. It's important to have those important conversations um, prior and actually think about some of the things. And then uh, when you meet with Angie Knight, she asks you all these questions that you You never thought about. about. (laughs) And then the next thing you know, you're coming up with a plan. Thank you, Angie Knight. We appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great Tuesday. Yes, it's Tuesday. Feels like Monday.